Hey, welcome to Lost in the Groove, place where we speak our minds, find our truths, have no fear. Really meaningful conversations with real people. Stay tuned. Another episode of Lost in the Groove. So, today we're going to be talking about community. Yes, we're going to be one of those people talking about our wonderful communities, with all their fucked upness, problems, issues, and how we sometimes like to shove hot dogs down our goddamn throats in the middle of August. So, we've got uh, Henry and Carissa, both of our guest hosts here today. Uh, would anybody like to start? Because I need to. I need to get high. Does anybody want to? Anybody want to start, please? All right. Um, community, community, community. Where do we start? Um, how do you think like community begins, and like how do we like choose our communities? Like, Carissa. <laughs> How do we choose our communities? It's a great. That's a great question. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> but, um, how, how do you do you know, like? I don't know. I I will like just growing a community right now. I've been kind of just like doing my own thing, like spending a lot of alone time for a while now. So like you know, I've just been growing a community. I guess. I feel that. I feel that. Shoot, I guess. I guess, yeah, I'm actually growing my own little community now since, you know, starting the fashion brand. I'm starting to meet a bunch of other designers. And then now that I have this, like, big space, kind of like art studio, I have other artists that are wanting to come in and collaborate and it's been pretty cool because I like we push ideas off of each other. Like the other day, uh, my my friend George, uh, he designs clothes. We're like going through fabrics, and he had like this super bright green uh, fabric, and he's like, "I want to make something with this, but it's too bright." Uh, but he's like, I, I'm thinking of kind of doing like a white polo. And I was like, oh, that, that would be cool if you could do like a white polo and then maybe cut the green off of the fabric into a butterfly because his brand is basically based off of nature and he likes to put like butterflies and beetles on his clothing. So I was just like, that'd be cool if you like, did the white polo but then cut out the green fabric and made it look like a butterfly and had it flying across the polo wouldn't it be wouldn't it be cooler if uh they started doing this uh recently they make these shirts that they have a live image on them so you basically scam them with your like a phone or like you know an app and it like creates this really incredible. They do this with tattoos also now. Like it's a type of ink you put on. Uh, I think it would be really cool because, like you mentioned, like with butterflies. Can you imagine like picking up a phone and like looking at these butterflies and you see them like flapping the wings, you know? And they're Blind. like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's clandestine, you know. It's kind of like almost spiritual. 
uh, yeah, I think the polo situation's cool. Like, what I take from that is that, like, you guys are able to, like, collaborate your ideas and kind of, like, be like, oh, what do you think of that? Well, what do you think of that? And then, like, you know, it's nice. I feel like a lot of times, like, you know, money, like, gets in the way of it or, like, controls it or something like that. Like, there's been times I wanted to collaborate with people and they're like, yeah, but, like, who's going to pay us for it? Yeah, it's like, like, it's, like it's like, can you give me the money? Because, like, I'm not going to do this for you for, like, free. Like, what's wrong with you, honey? Like, you give me, like, the $3,000 and I'm like, I'll totally do something. But, like, it is kind of true where there is this, like, whole monetary thing around it. And, you know, we're talking about community, right? And one thing about communities are they are individuals that have like-minded thinking, bong drop, uh, and meaning that we're... Today's podcast is sponsored by Authority Car Mods, a mod shop which I personally use for all my car needs, from my custom modifications to my vehicle general maintenance, tire repair, and discount pricing. These guys do great work, and their prices are literally killing the competition. Located here in South Florida, in West Coral Springs, right off the Sample Road exit, not only are they super accessible, but open late nights with appointments. So don't wait. Follow them on Instagram at authority underscore car underscore mods, or call their office line, which is 954 798 one six zero two and book your spot now because they have this like-minded thinking they're able to create this union you know this kind of like we're you know tattoo artists can kind of relate with other tattoo artists because tattoo artists they work together tattooing skin so they're able to learn from other artists uh and crazy enough like a community could be in a tattoo shop i mean you know it could I don't know, it could be in a bookstore, uh, it could be in a bakery. Like, that is that is a community. You know, it's a business, but, you know, like there, there are ways of looking at community. I mean, I, I think one thing to also focus on is we like to define things. We, we like as human beings, as, as stupid as we are as creatures sometimes, we like to put ourselves into these little boxes, you know? It's like, ooh, I get to be, you know, the fucking idiot that's like the super liberal, or I get be to this dumbass, you know, that's like all the way on this side, or whatever the fuck, whatever shit you want to do. But what I'm trying to point out over here is community is more of like what Henry was saying earlier. It's like, you know, figuring out that group, you know, that like you connect with, you like find, I don't know. You just find, you find com- like, things in common that you agree with and stand for. But going back yeah, that, to what that, you were just yeah, exactly saying, that. it's like we, we put ourselves in these boxes. I was like literally thinking about it this week. It was like, Sometimes I think it's good to look into other communities like you don't understand or like you you have little experience with because I don't know, it might open up some things to you that you didn't know. And then like, it might also help the other communities like open up to viewing things because I, in some sense feel like we kind of, 
like segregate ourselves into communities it could be like segregated like if we bring race into the concept like african-american community or asian or like jewish like being in la i've noticed i've noticed that like if you go to certain parts of towns or it's like koreatown it's only like asians (laughs) and i sometimes like like don't associate with other races but i don't know i i find it cool like going into places like koreatown i'm like whoa their art is so like unique to itself and different and it's like i kind of want to mix some of my art in with their art and be like oh it can create something like completely new and unique so a lot of those communities were created for survival like chinatowns and different things like that mm. that's really cool i just took a class learned about those communities like how they were built and how they provided for their people during like immigration like all throughout like 30s 40s wow. i learned like the last like hundred years of it the Asian cultures are extremely good at taking care of their own immigrants. They stay like within their own selves and almost govern them own, their own what, selves, do, do, like wait, inside of the United I, States. I, I mean, like, can you think to yourself, the Asian community was <clears throat> butchered in this country. I mean, yeah. literally, no, I'm, I'm being very serious, like literally oh, I mean, butchered, like you know, and like the thing is, one of the very earliest communities to come out here um, from Asia was China, Chinese immigrants. They came in here in the mid 1800s. And, you know, especially when you look at the African community, also, a lot of the African communities that we have now today were created from free slaves. They made their communities in different parts of the U.S. to survive. Uh, you're right. There are communities that are built on survival but there are also communities that are built on new ideology new type of thinking the, the really the realization if we continue the way that we're going we're not benefiting anyone yeah so th- there are though th- there is th- there is that that does exist currently in this country it's not common there's not a lot of places like that but they exist Agreed. Oh, like new communities are being built all the time. Yeah, um, in a way. Yeah, I mean, the film community is one that I've been part of for a long time, and we call it that. We use the word community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's cool. Um, LA definitely has a lot more variety than growing up in the Midwest as far as communities. Um, I've been able to learn a lot about different types of people out here, which is really cool. And back home, like, when we were young, we got really into, like, the music community. We really like live music, playing music, dancing to music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the music community, it's a great way of self-expression. You know, I like that. <laughs> Agreed. That's another big community I, like, really love music. I haven't been to any, like, concerts lately, 
post pandemic, but like before that, like going into raves and just like music festivals, I think it was always cool to just see how many people were like all brought together just to listen to like one particular artist or like music festivals. I've met like some of the coolest people at music festival. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, like, my biggest problem, like, especially with the music community now is, <clears throat> and this is really interesting. I was actually uh, w- watching a video on this on, uh, on another podcast. Um, everybody knows who Roger Waters is. Yes. Okay. For any of you listeners who do not know who Roger Waters is, he is uh, the man behind Pink Floyd. Uh, he was recently on a, uh, a CNN uh, interview, which is kind of weird, like Roger Waters on CNN, like what the fuck? But anyway, and he was having a conversation with this uh, you know, journalist, and he was just throwing out information, and Roger Waters just said to him, he says, you don't know the facts. You need to read more on this so you can have a normal, rational conversation with me because you're not you're not getting it correct. And I think that's a, another important thing to point out is that one of the found the foundations of a community, not necessarily even a community of just people that live in an area, let's just say, is having the facts, you know, to to be one of those people where you sit there and you're having a rational conversation with somebody and they're just blurting out bullshit. Yeah. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta know where you stand with people. You gotta know where, where you fit in in the community. I mean, fucking a, like what's wrong with you? You can't just go into things blindly. (laughs) That's true. That's very true. This is me before I've even smoked yet. Yeah. Was he like just saying a bunch of like just random BS during the interview or? Yeah, they were uh, they were talking about Taiwan and the uh, the the journalist was saying on how, uh, you know, how dear China, you know, go in and and invade Taiwan. And he he was like. It's like it's part of China. Like everyone knows this. It's, it's part of China. Like, you know, it's not like it's not like Singapore. You know, Singapore is not, you know, it's near China, but it's not like directly connected to China. Uh, yeah. You know, and he was like saying he's like, of course they're going to have air force going over Taiwan. There's military bases all over that area. Like it's not just a coincidence. The Chinese government does these kind of things all the time. Um, again, like, you know, one other important thing, especially for journalists, is the understanding of you have to know what kind of communities you're talking about. You can't just get on a a talk host and say, fuck, things are bad in Ukraine. Do you have any understanding of the Ukrainian community? Like, do you have any fucking idea what's going on? No, you're just a dumbass schmuck that lives in a fucking beautiful home in Bel Air, California, you know, making fucking $10 million an hour, $10 million an hour, not a fucking year. Okay, you're one of those motherfuckers. And then you're like, I have to listen to you. Who the fuck are you? Like, how are you the person to represent my community? Like, people are sick of this. Like, this is not journalism. This is corporate propaganda government bullcrap just shoved into a fucking screen for $30 million like, a take. 
divided communities. hundred percent. Oh yeah. And, you know, like that's what it's like. I'm just, you know, agreeing with you so we can just be each other's motherfucking echo chamber um but it's like me like don't agree with me i agree like like, you know the the thing that bothers me is like people people are like i'm informed and i'm like you are informed by what they tell you and you know what they show you you're not in ukraine you're not there you don't know anybody who's there Like, you listen to whatever news channel you like to listen to, and, oh, maybe you listen to a lot of them, but I just don't think that you really know shit, you know? So, like, why try to pretend that you really do? And I I feel the same way about almost all of it. You know, people go on and on about elections and Nancy Pelosi. You don't know what they do. You don't know what's in their computer. Henry, you don't I, know. I, I think you don't Henry, I think we know. know what Nancy Pelosi and her husband has been up to. I think you know. I, but you don't really know everything of what people are doing. Like you don't. She bought. I don't her, know. I don't even know what you did. I don't. And I know you. Okay, you know, honey, like honey, it's her just, husband. Her husband bought five million dollars of Nvidia. They were releasing this product. He happens to buy five million dollars worth of shares. You know, a few days before it was released, and then they caught this motherfucker, and then he sells it right afterwards. You know. Yeah, I don't watch the news. This is not even news. This is. I'm proud of it. it, 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 What what I'm trying to say is, these are the people that are representing us. Okay, these are the people that go on, and they say that they're representing a community. I mean, look, Henry. For example, when you look at something like this, do you want somebody? That's going, that's using the laws for their own bidding, okay, for their own selfish right, and then they have, they have the fucking audacity to get on television, wherever the shit is, and say that they're here to protect the American people. I mean, remembering again, community is an individual effort. The only reason why communities have ever existed is not because of government officials. They've existed because a group of people have come together and they said, we want to do this. You know, I mean, Henry, if I'm wrong, you can tell me, but I don't, I don't feel like I am wrong with this. I, like, I think to myself often, it's like, why do we constantly keep voting for people like this when they've never walked a, like, um, mile in our shoes? Like, why would you want someone that's never been through anything that, you know, we go through as a community to lead us? I think we need people that, like, are suffering or have dealt dealt with issues that like we go through rather than like these senators and mayors and governors and the presidents too because i think they're just doing <clears throat> like they're doing whatever they can to benefit them like i think they're benefiting from this gas like the gas prices the most and like this inflation and recession, they're sitting just chilling in their house, no worries. While everyone else out here is like struggling, working their asses off, day in and day out, paying like super high taxes. And yeah, yeah, we still like think that voting for like people like this is gonna make a change. 
And I don't think it's going to change. Like, I think the most change is when <clears throat> us as people, like, get together and we go, like, march these streets and make protests for them to, like, change certain things. That's when they listen. They're like, oh, they're really upset. Like, we don't do something to, like, help them. Then we're screwed. Yeah. I mean, I feel like also we are <clears throat> we are at a point in – in our history, where we realize the bullshit, we realize the motherfuckers, you know, and we 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 we, we see all of it, and <clears throat> we realize in some ways of how powerless we can be. Uh, you know, I mean, if we don't do something, dear Lord Jesus Christ, I mean, fucking a, if we don't do anything, we really are going to screw ourselves up for failure. I mean, what is the point of pushing ourselves forward if we keep on doing the same crap that hasn't, you know, think about it like this. You had a group of people that created the Constitution, the the Bill of Rights, the amendments. I guarantee you these people built these rules and regulations for the sake of communities in this country. They knew that the government would get fucked up eventually down the line. They knew it. So they wanted to make sure that we were protected, that we we still had our rights to freedom. How long is that going to last, though? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean, people don't even want, people don't even want their rights to freedom anymore. <laughs> I mean, I want my rights. Henry, do you want your rights? I want my rights. We all want our rights. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I mean, there's some people they don't they don't agree with everything that is there, you know. Um, but my other thing is, you know, maybe start studying your Mandarin. Your what? Your Mandarin, you know. It's time to learn Chinese, basically. Oh, honey, no. I'm just being a sarcastic, cynical <laughs> bitch. <laughs> but no, I'm like, seriously, like, time to learn some Chinese, like... You know, I just, I hope it's not in my lifetime, but it's possible. I hope I'm dead by then, you know? I'm just <laughs> buried somewhere, you know, or fucking went out with a Viking funeral. That, that's, I, I told this to my mom. I said, I want a Viking funeral. I want somebody to take a goddamn bow, pull it. I'm in a boat, and the thing lights on fire, and it sinks to the ocean. You know what? If that's going to happen, I want that it be the day after I'm, you know, you know, all the way at the bottom of the ocean. Like, they can fucking do all that shit just the day after I die. That's all That's all I'm wishing for. That's my dream. Yeah. My ex-boyfriend used to say that, like, back when we were, like, your age. He was like, what if we... I think there's some, like, famous actor that they actually, like, did it to, you know? And I don't know. It's they not like them? being shot. So he wouldn't be alive for the next day? No, like they they like actually did the like set him out on the ocean and let his body float out, Damn. hit it with an arrow, let it on fire, and you know watch it float off or whatever. There's some famous actor that they actually like did it for, and like I don't know if it went well or not, but probably some rich person. But yeah, it's yeah. hmm? kind of creepy, huh? No, nothing. <laughs> I just think it's like super idealistic to think that like your body should be like floating out people are gonna like watch it like burn on the water like remember again like a lot of these rituals were done you know as a community vikings used to bury their dead like that because they you know they were constantly pillaging and conquering and you know if you look at the if you look at history 
you could see that Vikings, when they buried someone, they all congregated, you know, they, they, they put the person in the boat, they let it sail in the ocean, they would pull the arrow, and then they would all party afterwards, you know, they'd, they'd have a whole, uh, they'd have a whole smorgasbord, you know, of wine, cheese, beer, ah, that sounds fucking yeah. delicious. My ancestors, some of them, yeah, a portion of them. What about you, you Henry? What is your um, uh, what are your thoughts, Henry, on um, on community uh, burial? You know, for example, like even in Mexico, they have this whole thing of where when somebody dies, they make a whole celebration of it. Uh, again, like this really does tie in with community. It's interesting how even death is a communal thing. I was gonna say they have in Mexico. Uh, isn't it like Cinco de Mayo for the dead? No, uh, it's. Um, or it's like I'm more. Remember, no, see, Did you uh, not hear me? It's called a Day of the Dead Muertos. I can't pronounce it correctly, but I know. I'm trying to remember this. God, we need, we need, we we need one of our. We, we need. If anybody here is Mexican descent, or knows or anything, we got Facebook pages. Please just. We'll post this episode. Just let us know what day that is. Speak for yourself. I know a little bit about Day Lived in Mortis. I can't pronounce it correctly, but like I've been to celebrations and, you know, I watched that movie that came out. I just want to like hear from their side of like what, uh, what is the, uh, I've had someone explain this to me. I need somebody else to explain this to me again. Um, of how uh, the, the celebration and how every, it, it, you know, how it all like you're clicks celebrating your ancestors, you know, it, it, you're like uh, just doing remembrance. Is that what it's called? Adware de Muertos? Yeah. Dia de Muertos. Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Yeah, I think it's either like the fifth or like the seventh, or I always forget because my birthday's right around there too. It's on November first, uh, and it ends oh, yeah? November second. Doesn't it? Does it? I don't know. It might move around. Maybe it doesn't. But they do a big celebration down at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. It's like gorgeous, and there's a lot of families that like do like have like tables and like displays and like shrines i know it's like one of the best things in la <clears throat> but again like henry henry like tying tying all into this is you know i mean we, we've been all over the place the community I'm, I'm you know you listeners have got to get used to this we we never stay on the same topic for more than two seconds but anyway uh <laughs> kind of this idea of communal communal death i mean like the, this kind of celebration um I feel like Jews and fucking Christians like killed it. You know, we just make it sad. Like with us Jews, it's like he's dead. All right, fucking put him in the tub. You know, dip, dip. You know, pull a plunge down six fucking seven times. Throw that goddamn body in a fucking you know white box, and then like literally an hour later, you just throw the person in the ground and you're done. Like that's that is a Jewish funeral. It's like okay, we're done. We're done here. <laughs> it's over. Don't you guys sit around like? You know, together. Um, yeah, I mean that's different. Yeah, but <clears throat> I'm, I'm just you know I'm just I'm just cracking jokes. But what I'm trying to say is is like, uh, sorry Henry, I'm going all over the place again. Marijuana, fucking a. Uh, 
<laughs> what is your um well what is your thoughts on um communal you know death celebrations in regards to it you know being a community a communal thing community community well i don't know whatever the fuck you want to call it jesus uh-huh i mean i think they're all it just depends on like the background like my from what i know it's just traditional it's the you know, meet up at a church and we have a few like people speak on the person's life and who they were to them and then transporting them to a gravesite and burying them and, you know, giving them their flowers. Um, yeah, it's just a basic stuff. It's interesting though. I feel like there's new ways of like burying people coming into play. I just saw something the other day where you could actually be buried into some type of like huge seed and it'll grow into a tree. <laughs> and it was mm-hmm. funny. Cause, it was funny because some dude in the comments was like, I want this that way everyone could eat my nuts. Whenever they're sitting on there, <laughs> a chestnut dying. tree. Oh, yeah, a chestnut tree. Oh, that would be perfect. A chestnut tree. Yeah. Yes. That was oh, good. But um, I <laughs> uh, well. We've been talking about dead people for a while. Jesus, we, we, we gotta we gotta move on and make this a little more more a little lively because I think all of us are alive, some of us to a certain extent. But uh, we'll find out eventually. Anyway, uh, one other I think key important thing to talk about community is the fact that we do have this unfortunate thing in this country: crime, homelessness. Uh, there's a lot of people that you know grow up in cults, crime. You know, it was just really, you know, hard shit. And the thing about people is, is when you're around something for a long amount of period, it's not that you want to do it. It's just that's your reality. So, like, your if your reality is living in a tent and not showering for five days, that is going to be your mentality because that's how you were raised. Yeah. Um. I mean, what does it look like for the future for those communities? Again, like. No judgment. It, it it's hard for some people, especially when they're put into those situations. Yeah, for some, I don't know. For some people, it's like they'd prefer to live like that rather than to like live the nine to five life and like struggle. Like, uh, I was watching one video. This guy says that. Uh, and it's in California. They actually get paid six hundred dollars a month, and they get like a a free phone. And like he was watching Netflix and like has minutes and stuff, so he can call people. But for other people that like don't want to live like that, to put in those stressful situations. I don't know. I feel like it can be pretty hard to bounce back from because um, you need a home to like, basically you need a home for everything. Like when you go into a job, it's like, okay, what's your address? 
you can't apply for a job if you if you're homeless like you can't really buy a car or uh really do anything and so it's yeah it's just kind of hard to bounce back from that and supposedly like right now the state of california is like working on a plan to get the homeless off the streets because it's pretty bad right now like everywhere you go you see like tents and homeless encampments under like freeway tunnels and like on next to the beach and it's just like crazy because it just trashed the sidewalks and stuff can i tell you something you know the solution to homelessness and a lot of people are gonna get angry at me saying this you gotta ban camping that's the first step you gotta stop you gotta ban camping that should be illegal there's no reason why anybody should be sleeping on the street that's number one number two we need to be smart about real estate because <clears throat> the way that land development is done now, it's a whole numbers game, which is perfectly fun. Everybody has a right to make their money. But it's not benefiting anyone because if you keep on making luxury condos, you know, you have so many of them. How many rich people are going to be able to afford them? Not that many. There's not that many rich people that can afford luxury condos. Instead of building <clears throat> all of these luxury condos, what is such a bad idea about creating affordable housing, creating an environment of where you have everything in one area? It's in one building and one complex. You don't have to make, you know, you know, gorgeous knockout apartments. Who cares? What's important is, is that people are living under a roof. You know, you want to penalize these people because they're mentally ill or they're fucking doing drugs. That's a purpose. That's a person's choice. But the way that we've seen homelessness, the way that it's been dealt with in this country, you can't just give somebody $600 and expect them to want to come off the streets. It's not how it works. You know, we, we need to wake up and realize, like, if we want to have communities that work, we got to stop this bullshit of just putting money. Money doesn't always solve the problem. It really doesn't. No. I rest my case. I was going to say, uh, the camping on the camping situation, I, even if they banned camping, it's not going to work. I've watched them bring trash men to a certain area and throw tents away, clean up all the trash under the place. And a week later, there's more homeless people right underneath the same spot. So Because you don't have affordable housing to put them in. Because yeah. all they're doing is building luxury condos. And again, they're doing the same shit here. It's very nice for building luxury condos. But again, most people cannot afford $2,800 for a studio. Most people cannot afford that. I get it. It's a great investment. It's not practical. That's the problem with the industry. This is the problem with the situation we have here. It's not a practical solution. It's the same problem with highways. You don't solve highways by making more lanes. It's the dumbest shit I've ever heard of. I'm here in Florida. You live in California. You've been on the 405. It's bad. It's very bad. And 
the way that we are going to succeed is realizing the way to fix our major cities in this country is two things. We need affordable housing. We need better health plans. And we need better metro systems. I don't care how big fucking L.A. is. The metropolitan system is horrible. It is so bad. It's one of the worst systems in this entire country. I'm like... I I don't know. I mean, I can (laughs) rode the bus out here for the first two years that I lived here. I rode the bus every day for a five, six-day-a-week job. I rode home, you know, packed full of people who smell like a restaurant, like no room to even, like, stay. And they were, like, you know I mean? Like, it was... People do the thing where, like, if an older woman steps on the bus, like, they'll, like, you know, stand up and, like, let her have a seat. Like, it's, like, really mm-hmm. cute. Yeah. Um, but there is there's a feeling of community there, like, in a way, like, with the bus. Um, but there's also, like, you know, it can be kind of dangerous at times, too. Uh, L.A., I don't know. I I don't. I don't think that the that the government wants us to succeed. I mean, that's a huge claim. Like, I don't really know, but like, I feel like they don't really care too much about like community, and they don't really care too much about creating affordable living because, like, you know, more rich people will just kind of like move in to the nice places and. You know, eventually there won't be any poor people. Is maybe what they're It's impossible. I don't. It's impossible. I understand that. Is that they turn just tiny little bitty apartments that should have been, you know, like $600 a month, they've turned them into these like $1,800 a month apartments. And it's absolutely crazy. They're so, same, and I mean, they're doing just, the same thing out here. There's nowhere to live um, at all. And so, I mean, a lot of people have left, um, but a lot of people, they don't have anywhere else to go. And I always think that a lot of the homelessness has to do with uh, the veterans um, and people, you know, who were in foster care. So, those are both like government systems that are failing that are really adding to homelessness. Um, and then, you know, I mean, drugs, drugs have a lot to do with it. I feel like community, um, people need communities in order to not fall into those kinds of things. Um, no. And I, I think also what's, what's so important, um, especially, you know, where you live and where you go to work, is we we need to get to a a point, and there are a lot of people that are very skeptical and saying that you know things are never going to change. Um, I don't always necessarily believe that that that's the reality. I, I you know you look you look at modern journalism. You look at for example uh, news stations. Uh, you know the big ones: Fox, ABC, NBC, CNN. They're failing. Less and less people have been. Less and less people have been tuning into these stations uh, because people are, are tired. You know, think about it. I mean, podcasts went from before the pandemic to maybe 500,000. 
to now there's almost 4 million podcasts that are online. And a lot of them are, are about news and they're pouring in money like crazy. And the reason is, is because people want the truth. And the thing is, whether we want to hear this or not, there is going to be a bloodbath. A lot of people are going to die in the coming years or whatever the, you know, whatever happens. And it's unfortunate and it's very sad and it's very painful and it's hard for all of us. But sometimes the way to succeed is we need to realize our flaws and realize we can't, we can't live like this anymore. We can't, it's not sustainable. What's more important, a sustainable life or a monetized life? How does that benefit our communities if they're not balanced? Hmm. I don't think it is. That does benefit. Can you elaborate? I was going to say, like, something you spoke on earlier is going back to, like, the homelessness stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know if necessarily help or, like, building. I mean, it would help some people, like, if they built a place with affordable housing. Like, people that actually want to get on their feet and want to do better. But, like, as far as people that like suffer from mental illnesses i think you build a place where like you get them help or like if i don't know it may sound bad like if they want to shoot up drugs like yeah let them shoot up the drugs but also like help help i don't know help them recover. I don't know, build some type of recovery program for them to mm-hmm. get them off of the drugs and then like in a better mindset. Cause I feel like a lot of people, they've yeah. been, been through like so much and it's traumatizing. Like the drugs is their way of coping through all of it. And so I don't know, maybe just like building some place where, you get them some type of recovery and help and get them off the drugs and then maybe moving them into the affordable housing place until they're up on their feet and uh, able to stand on their own. But yeah, I again, mean, it's and again, it's like great, our government, it's a great yeah, solution. They don't <laughs> They don't do things to help benefit us. They, I feel like they want us to depend on them for survival. And they make it harder for people that are like working towards. I mean, not I think. I mean, on I, what I wanted to add on is I, I think also what, you, really what people should understand is, is that. The way to succeed as a community, right, is making sure everyone's cared for. Because, you know, can you imagine a community where people are dying left and right and, you know, from disease? And I mean, that's just that's just horrible. You want to make sure everybody is being taken care of. 
That's how we succeed. Before they shut us, I mean, be, before they shut us down, because, you know, there's going to come a point where this is, you know, we're going to be making a million dollars off of all of this. And, um, th yeah, they're, they're going to come after. I mean, they do. They, they, they come after <clears throat> they come after free thinkers, people that want to spread their ideas. They'll ban you on fucking Facebook, Twitter. They'll, they'll do whatever they can to, to get you off. Uh, but you make a very valid point, you know, and I, I mean, Chris, if you want to elaborate on this. I, one thing that we are learning is is that the way to you, you can never fix homelessness. There's always going to be people homeless. There's always going to be people that are poor. There's always going to be people that are rich. It's a fact of life. Uh, you know, this is how we are as as species of humans. This is how we've evolved. So we we need to figure out a a system that not only works to benefit ourselves but also to benefit our community. You know, having a bunch of tents and crazy people running around is not really helping out communities. It's actually making business worse. Who wants to fucking buy anything at a place that has like six tents right in front of there, in front of three loonies that are screaming death to the gods of the aliens on top of their lungs? I mean, it's going to, you know, it, it doesn't, it makes things worse. Mm -hmm. You ever been like close to homelessness? I can kind of talk about, I feel like I started to lose my mind a little bit. Like in general, uh, my bank account like went to zero and I felt like I didn't have a home because I was living with a abusive partner and I lived there. I had no money and I kind of had like a very unstable job and I wasn't mentally stable and I feel like if I threw drugs in that mixture I easily could have been screaming at people I remember walking across the street without like looking like if somebody was driving or not and now I know you know because like that's one of the most terrifying things about like homeless people out here is they'll just fucking walk in front of your car like and you're just like oh my god you know and like I've been that like sad and felt so crappy about myself and so unaware of my surroundings that I've just kind of crossed the street, you know, like just like not giving a fuck about if I live or not, you know? And so like, I have kind of understood just slightly what it's like to not have anywhere to go. You kind of just start throwing yourself around. Like you're like, Oh, I'll just sit on the curb here. You know, I was like, 
I don't know. There's a long stories, but <laughs> like it's just like I can understand how you get kind of out there. But if you have no community, and I feel like throwing drugs in the mix and stuff, and I mean, I don't know what else. I I wrote down like notes while y'all were talking. I was like, man, I I like, I like uh, his idea about. I like Henry's idea about some idea of like how, how to get people off drugs. Cause I feel like you do just kind of like need like a stable environment, like around you, but then you're like, how many people like want to, I there's don't a mental, know. I mean, there's a mental, yeah. I, I, I will, I, I will say this, you know, um, this is nothing to do with um, homelessness, but for example, people that are raised in cults, <clears throat> one of the biggest problems for people when they leave is everything's a new experience because you're raised a certain way. So, you know, what the normal world has is very different to what you're taught. So, you know, what's happened to people, I, I personally have heard stories of people who committed suicide because they couldn't handle it. Uh, you know, people that have gone mentally insane and were put into psychiatric wards for months because they couldn't handle societal pressure. Again, you know, we all have to hustle. We all have to be able to survive. But at the same time, we also need to be human. We're not machines. We're not computers. We're not numbers. You know, my name is Dave. Your name is Carissa. And, you know, your name is Henry. We're not numbers. And this is an issue, especially when, you know, we're dealing with how our communities are being controlled now. We're just numbers. And that's kind of fucking sad. We need our individuality. We need to be able to accept that we are people that live in a community, in a place of people that we, you know, like Henry, you just moved out to LA and you're finding your, you know, people you connect with and people you can talk with. And, you know, Carissa, you're figuring out single life. You're going to school. I'm figuring out my own shit right now here in Florida. That's what community is about. It's working together as a you know as a county, a, a town, a city, and figuring out what works best for everyone. Because we all want us, we want everyone to succeed. Come on, you know you can hide it as much as you want, but we want everybody to succeed. Think about um. To think about it. Uh, I I could send you the video. Maybe oh, maybe we can. Um, let me see if I can find. You keep on talking. I'm gonna try to find this video. You're gonna love this. You're gonna love this. The Native Americans believe that you could own land. Like they like you know. I mean they they literally like there were big problems about fences. Like they were like, what the fuck is a fence? Like. They were like, like, that's how it started. Like, you know, and they they would just like, they'd completely not pay attention to the fence. Like, they're like, what do you mean you put a fence up? Like, they're like, what's that fence? Like, you can't own this. This is land. It's not yours. Like, what are you talking about? You know, and the Native Americans went on like that for a while, but cute. <laughs> okay. This is like, this is like 1974. Accepting the award for Marlon Brando and the Godfather, Miss Kashin Littlefeather. 
My name is Sasheen Littlefeather. I'm Apache, and I'm president of the National Native American Affirmative Image Committee. I'm representing Marlon Brando this evening, and he has asked me to tell you in a very long speech, which I cannot share with you presently because of time, but I will be glad to share with the press afterwards that he very regretfully cannot accept this very generous award. And the reasons for this being are the treatment of American Indians today by the film industry, excuse me, and on television in movie reruns, and also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I beg at this time that I have not intruded upon this evening and that we will, in the future, our hearts and our understandings will meet with love and generosity. Thank you on behalf of Marlon Brando. But the point, the, the point of the video was to show that <clears throat> here you have a, you know, Marlon, this is Marlon Brando. I mean, this is a man that made millions of dollars, you know, and he was in The Godfather. I mean, you know, he played, you know, The Godfather. Uh, and he denies the reward because of how the Native American communities were being treated. And, but what this shows you is that still being treated poorly what it goes what it what it shows you is there are people that are on the other side the people that are wealthy the people that are in the film industry like marlon brando there are people like marlon brando that are alive right now that are in the film industry robbie downey jr is a great example of that this is a man that like he's iron man if you ever heard the man speak he does not hold back okay we have to understand that there are people and there are other people just like us that want our best in interest. We need people like these people, whoever they are, in the film industry, the tech industry. We need these people to represent us because these are the people that actually care about our communities. There are people, believe it or not, in the government that are being shut down and they really care about their communities because they have that connection and they understand it. Uh, we, we, truth be told, if we want our future, we need those people to be able to stand up for themselves. We need those people in our government to a certain extent, and they are. We need to get, get them more powerful, and the more powerful they become, the more control they have, which gives us that strength. You know, and again, politics is corrupt. You know, systems are... Are, are bound for failure. But sometimes we need to take the negative to make a positive. Right? That's the only way that we can succeed. Um, we are we are kind of uh, <clears throat> towards the end. I think we're going to do a little, little breathing exercise. We had a very, very heavy topic today. Um, let's do final thoughts. So we'll go around... Like little children, and we'll give our final thoughts. Who wants to go first? Yay! Anyone? Carissa? You want me to go first? Final thoughts. Uh, 
What I want to leave with you listeners about community is three things. Uh, even though something's out of your control, doesn't mean that you, you can't do something for your community. And, you know, every little gesture always helps. Uh, going to events, supporting local businesses, uh, speaking out. Secondly, it's important to accept your individuality. Don't surround yourself with people that you surround yourself because you were raised to be this way and those are the people you surround. No. Surround yourself with people that you really want to be around. And then lastly is give no fucks. If you want to be successful, you got to put in the work. You want to be a part of a community, you got to put in the work. Can't expect everything to be handed to you at a silver platter. Unless you're the Kardashians. That's a different story. But, yeah. I feel like people, it would be nice if we all didn't have to be so dependent on money. You know, I mean, that's like kind of what I pulled from a lot of what we said is like, we didn't have to be so dependent on like every dollar to like pay for our homes and like our cars and our insurance and like everything in order to just like be stable. Like, and one of the biggest points there was like, you know, you got to have an address to apply for a job. You got to have an ID. You know, a lot of people don't have an ID. It's like, I don't know. Community, like, communities will break down if people are in desperation. They'll turn against each other, just, like, take from each other. And then, like, it's like there's just, like, no community there because, like, there's no trust. There has to be trust. Like, I don't know. It's it's a big, big thing. Um, I feel like... There, there's all this like, woohoo, you know, like I'm an independent woman, and it's like, well, I'm, I'm independent because I have to be, <laughs> you know, it's like community is nice, but like community is like, you know, like a choice, you know, they're like extra things because there isn't like that community community that I should have. So there's just like all these other little communities, you know, like dance or like my burner community or you know, like my work community, you know, cause there isn't like a, a like real, like solid, you know, like other community. Um, but I, I think it's, it's hard times. I think that are, we're a little out of touch with what human needs are, you know? Um, yes. So, so I want to thank you for giving us time to discuss a topic like this. I think it's great to take some time. And thank you, David, for, oh. you know, like making all this happen. I'm trying. Well, listen, uh, listen, people, it's been wonderful. It's been fun. I don't know. Who fucking knows? We'll see you maybe next week. Who knows? We'll see. Anyway, we love you. Please be normal. All right. See you on the next one. We have reached the end. <laughs> Not really. It's just the end of the podcast. Thank you so much to our listeners, our sponsors. Uh, it's amazing to know that we're reaching people and allowing people to speak their minds and their truths. A big shout out to Eli, our co-host. Be sure to check out her social links and her incredible art. And our Substack weekly uh, letter. It's every week. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.